Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the show, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? Hey, Reg. I'm doing uh, fantastic, as we talked about in the pre-production meeting. I just got myself my first fully electric vehicle car in a Kona Electric. And uh, I'm happy to say goodbye to gas stations. I, I do like the electric <laughs> experience. It's uh, It's been cool so far, but it's only been 24 hours. Oh no, man! You're gonna enjoy. You're gonna enjoy not paying the uh, five not paying the five. Yeah, you know the five a gallon. That Shit. is uh, for the birds. Yep. Welcome to the EV side. I mean, we, me, me and my wife have a Tesla, and we love the electric cars. Although I'm not a big fan of Tesla per se. I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk either. Yeah. But yeah. cars nice. We're gonna think about what we're gonna do with the next one because our lease is up in a year. We're gonna find another EV. Uh, but I digress. This week, we are going to talk about, you know, the whole Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, Iowa, Jill Biden nonsense that was going on. We're going to touch on a little bit of this Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and the, you know, the NFL lay of the land. But first up. So we are in the throes of the end of the NBA's regular season. Um, it's coming down to, you know, teams jockeying for the play-in tournament and, you know, getting these playoff seedings and yada, yada. Don't look now. My Lakers probably going to end up in the play-in because uh, tonight, as we record this on a Friday, they're playing the Phoenix Suns. However, the Phoenix Suns are sitting basically everybody on their roster, so this should be a walk for the Lakers. Then the Lakers play the Jazz the next game. But uh, the Warriors are playing the Kings tonight, and the Kings probably are sitting all their players, so the Warriors should win that. Then they, the Warriors play the Trailblazers, and they might as well be playing against nobody because the Trailblazers, Trailblazers have been trying to lose every game possible, trying to get that uh, uh, Wimbanyana <laughs> draft pick. Um, but there's one team that is on my mind, um, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks made a trade, you know, at the trade deadline to get Kyrie from the Brooklyn Nets and bring him to Dallas to pair up with Luka Doncic. And uh, I thought this would be fun to watch because both of these dudes are dope offensive basketball players. But I knew there was no way in hell this team was going to matter at all. I mean, you're bringing another, you're bringing a small guard who only job really is to get buckets who plays no defense and putting him on a team with Luka Doncic who is a bigger guard who basically does exactly what Kyrie does get buckets and play no defense how the hell are you gonna have a team like that and they sent to get Kyrie they sent away all their damn defense so I knew this wasn't gonna work at all but they weren't awful right they were competitive as of today, they sit at 38 and 42. They are one game back of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not even one game. They're half a game. Half a game back of the Oklahoma City Thunder to make it into the play-in tournament. And tonight versus Chicago Bulls, the Mavs are sitting everybody except Luka Doncic. Now, why would that be? Well, the Mavs have a top 10 protected uh, draft pick coming up in this in this year's NBA draft. If it is top 10 or lower, 
then they automatically get to keep that pick, right? If it's higher, um, if it's higher, then the pick is gone. So they're trying to not have to get into the play-in. They're not playing people. They're sitting people. And they've been doing this for the last couple of games. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like Stradlin, who's playing? Luka didn't play the other night. Kyrie did. Tonight, Luka's going to play. Kyrie ain't playing. And a bunch of other players ain't playing. And I got to say, just one thing before we even get on to Luka. That's some bullshit. Because everybody's got all this energy about players load managing, but when an owner decides to load manage, ain't nobody out here talking and, and, and giving him no grief. I haven't heard anybody get on TV calling Mark Cuban to the mat. Everybody, anytime a player sits out or a players don't want to say, hell, they just had a new CBA come up where they made it, you got to play 65 games so you can be award eligible. You got to do this. It's always about the players. But when the owners get up, get up here and do this, ain't nobody got nothing to say. So where's the energy? Where's the smoke that we got for players load managing? But when a team and an organization decides to load manage this way and basically just tank. They are tanking, and they're telling you they're doing it. They have an opportunity to get into the play-in. They have an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and they like, nah, we good. Nah, 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 we're good. We want this number 10 overall pick. We want to at least be in the lottery. We good. That is whack as hell. I'm not here for this tanking, all this stuff, because these players still have to pan out for you. The 10th pick still has to pan out for you. It has to turn into somebody that actually matters. You don't know that they will, but you do know that you can put out a good product and have people actually want to come watch your games. If I'm a Maverick fan, I'm, I'm heated about this. Why the hell are we tanking on this for a top, a number 10 overall pick? Possibly? Well, you're not getting, you're, they're not getting the number one pick. They will not. The odds, it's just not happening. The odds are not going to, they're not going to mess around to get the number one overall pick. Ridiculous ridiculous and i wish that the, the the media would come out and just kill mark cuban for this but also i want to talk about luka Doncic because guys i think we need to be honest about something here and i've been saying this for a minute luka Doncic is possibly one of the most entertaining basketball players that has ever lived that dude can score with anybody. He can get to the cup whenever he wants. He is an amazing just offensive player. But that brother, he can't guard a garbage can. I mean, correction. He could guard a garbage can. But if that garbage can got wheels, uh-oh. Luka Doncic plays no D. And I've been saying this forever. You are never winning a championship with that guy as your number one player. You just can't. He's too ball dominant, and he's the mark on defense. You cannot be the mark on a de on defense and win a championship. You can't be the best player and be the mark on defense. It just doesn't work because you're going to kill yourself on. You're going to kill yourself on offense trying to get all the buckets for this team because you're ball dominant, and then on defense they're going to be searching you out so you never get a rest. I mean, I remember watching series against the Clippers, watching series against, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, who they ended up playing last year. Not Was it last year? Ah, they ended up playing in the, the Western Conference Finals. I think it was, I, I want to say it might have been last year. They played in the Western Conference Finals, and the Warriors pick and rolled them to death to get Luka guarding somebody and always in the action, and he just got murdered. 
And I think we have to be okay with just saying and understanding some players just ain't supposed to win no championships. They are very, I, I'm not, I don't want to take away his fun. And the only way, I, mean, I don't want to take away his fun, but the only way for Luka to win a championship in the NBA, he has to be less fun. He literally has to be less fun. That means stop dominating the ball so much and pass it around to dudes and let them cook instead of you cooking most of the time. For, for this is and this is the thing that kills me. They make this comparison like Luca is like a, a a younger LeBron. No, he should be leading the league in triple doubles if that was the case. Luca is not a triple double stat stat filler guy. He has he he can do it. But he, that's not been his thing because he's not the floor general that LeBron is. So you got to stop making that comparison. He's just a very good offensive player, and that's it. He has to be less entertaining for him to ever win a championship. Stop dominating the ball and play defense. And that's not going to happen because his feet ain't going to get no faster. His body ain't going to get no leaner. I mean, we seeing that. He looks The dude will look like he even worked out. I heard, I heard my man is smoking cigarettes, and that's a damn shame. If that dude is in the NBA smoking cigarettes, that's a damn shame. I know he's from Europe and all that stuff, and they like to get their little cigarettes on, but come on, dog. This is the NBA. And I hate that people are trying to, you know, the narrative is putting it on Kyrie, and Kyrie ain't done nothing but coming there and ball out. Kyrie is balled out. Kyrie has done what he is supposed to do. He shows up and he gets buckets. You don't bring a Kyrie. And this is the thing when they made that trade. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch these two dudes cook. But this is not going to work. You don't bring Kyrie to Luka's team. You bring Kyrie to a team that is missing a dude who can put points on the board. That's what you do. Because to get Kyrie, they had to give away all the other stuff that makes a team good. Kyrie needs to go somewhere where they've already got something established. They've got a defensive presence. They've got guys. He just needs to go in there and compliment and give the stars a night off or their main dog a night off where he doesn't have to be or a playoff where he doesn't have to always be making all the points, getting all the buckets. That's who Kyrie is. That's who he's always been. When he was with LeBron, that was the best. That was the best play that he's ever had. Because all he had to do was show up and do his job, get buckets when LeBron wants to take, take a playoff. So I, I just want people to be honest about this. I just want people to be honest about what we're watching and what we're seeing. I know the, the, the sports media, they got to give us these stories and people want to run with them, but just call it what it is. I mean, Charles Barkley's one of the greatest players of all time, never won a championship. Patrick Ewan, one of the greatest players of all time, never won a championship. Reggie Miller, one of the greatest players of all time, never won a championship. It happens. Everybody ain't supposed to win them. That's why they're hard. That's why only one team wins at the end. And Luka will never be that one team unless he's somewhere where he ain't the number one. And side note, I don't know if anybody saw this uh, quietly. Myers Leonard is back in the NBA. I saw that because I had a DraftKings draft lineup that I had to put in. And all of a sudden, I saw I could pick Myers Leonard. I was like, hold up. When, when did he come back to the league? And if you don't know why Myers Leonard was not in the league, go ahead and hit that Google up. Be back after the break. So, we are still having to hear about this Aaron Rodgers to the Jets trade and, um, you know, when's it going to happen? It's not going to happen till after the draft. Like, I mean, I, I, I know, I, mean, I, I always seem like I talk about this, but Sports Center, first take, get up, undisputed, first things first. 
they've got to have something to talk about. So they're going to keep feeding this. <laughs> they're going to keep feeding this fishing line out to us. Right. But they've already, they, you, can already you already know this. It's structured in such a way that the Jets and the Packers aren't going to do this deal till after the draft. Hell, it might be in the second round of the draft where they can announce this is what they're going to do. Or I think around June is when if Aaron Rodgers can't be on the roster until like he, he has to be off the roster before like June something. And if that happens, they save like 20 million. The, the, the Packers save like 20 million in, in cap. They're going to save the 20 million in cap. Right, they're going to make sure that the trade happens when they save the most money possible. Otherwise, they'd be stupid, and they've already been stupid enough by being held hostage by 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 Brett Favre. I mean, not Brett Favre, by Aaron Rodgers, because we've already seen this movie before. Brett Brett Favre went from the Packers to the Jets, and now Aaron Rodgers talking about going from the Packers to the Jets, and the Jets are smart to not give up a first round pick. First of all, let's just talk about that first round pick, thirteenth pick overall is what the Jets have. I wouldn't trade that either. No, you're not getting this for even though the Jets almost kind of have to make this happen. They need to get a quarterback because Zach Wilson was so garbage. They cannot run that back to their fans. It will not work. They have to get a quarterback in here. But the Packers also have some leverage, even though they don't. I mean, both of them, it's kind of equal. The Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers back. And why don't they want him back? He's due to make $60 million this year. And I don't know if you guys watched these games. I've been arguing with, on pe with people on Twitter today. Um, I got the league pass, okay? Um, not the league pass. What is it? I got the direct ticket. Thank you, uh, Pops. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, he, was work he used to work for AT&T. He don't work there no more. So uh, we're going to lose direct TV, the ticket. Oh, actually, it's going to YouTube anyway. So we got the, I'm going to have to pay for it there. But I watched Aaron Rodgers this year. He ain't the same dude. His fastball ain't that fast no more. Uh, his his running ain't no that fast no more. His elusiveness, it ain't happening. His accuracy was down. This dude won back-to-back -back MVPs, and this past year was probably his worst year we've ever seen. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's not good. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> that's Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo at 38. He's 38 years old and regressing. And the Jet, the pa Packers are like, please, somebody come take him. I think the Packers are quiet as kept jumping for joy because you are going to, I'm, I'm telling you this now, bring it back to me later. The Packers are going to be better off this. They're going to make the playoffs. The Packers will make the playoffs this year with Jordan Love at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was hampering this team last year. The Packers know that. They can't wait for this guy to be gone. Aaron Rodgers knows that he's he's slowing down. He's, he's keeping us in this news cycle with talking about the ayahuasca and the, the dark space he went to to meditate and all this stuff. And, bro, I watch the games. He was not that good anymore. But listen to me now. Believe me later on if you want. I, I did the same thing with Russ Wilson. I remember I had Russ Wilson on my fantasy team. I told you guys this last year. Two years ago, I had him on my fantasy team. He was garbage. When he was with Seattle, his last year in Seattle, he was not the same dude. I was watching him play the games because he was my fantasy quarterback. 
he was not good anymore. He got to the Broncos, and that is the same dude who was in Seattle. Terrible. I tried to tell Denver, don't take that dude, but they didn't want to return my phone calls. Jets. Yes, I get it. Zach Wilson was so terrible, y'all just want anything to come your way that looks like a semblance of okay. But she barking up the wrong tree. Because what Jets fans are banking on is that that defense is going to be as dope as it was this year again. And when does that ever happen? Defenses don't just travel year to year. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, they don't stay the same. I mean, hell, look, people want to throw out Tom Brady and they want to say, oh, well, look at Tom Brady. Okay, you want to use an outlier to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to be just like Tom Brady. Two things. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not the same. Tom Brady never relied on athleticism to get the job done. Aaron Rodgers, you, athleticism was part of what made him special. That is not there anymore in, in, in droves. He can muster it up every now and then, but that's not the same dude, right? So once he loses some of that fastball and he loses some of that scramble ability, he's just another guy. He's Jimmy G. Tom Brady went to the Bucks and had three dope receivers. Right? Evans, um, and hell, you know, AB before AB lost his damn mind. And then the uh the other little dude, I forget, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, other little receiver. And then he got a Hall of Fame tight end in Gronk to come out and play with him too. And they had a, a dope offensive line and the number one defense in football that year he got there, right? The second year, what happened? Defense fell off the map. Why? Because it's hard to, 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 to redo that kind of defense. You're expecting these interceptions and these fumbles to happen again, and it doesn't work that way. People get better. They got a year of tape on you. They adjust. They change things. You're expecting a defense, and defense is, by and large, a reactionary position. You are trying to, you are watching it happen to you and trying to react. So you expect these guys to be just as good, if not better, at reacting as they were last year. No, people are going to have tape. People are going to get better. People are going to figure things out and how to get by them. And you've got people getting older. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. They're receivers. Okay, so they've got uh, Elijah Moore, who I think is probably going to get traded. And then they got Garrett Wilson. How, how much better is Garrett Wilson than Christian Watson? Because Christian Watson, I saw, was balling with Aaron Rodgers. So is is he that much better than Christian Watson? That's th These are the receivers that uh, that Aaron Rodgers is coming to that's going to make this so great? Who their running game? I mean, I know Aaron Jones and the other dude for the Packers, they got a nice running game. What they got over with the Jets? Bryce, I mean, Brees, Brees Hall and, and, and somebody else, right? Are they world beaters over the Packers running backs? And this offensive line, what is going – who – they don't even know who's starting at left tackle. So what is this situation? And again, Aaron Rodgers, he's won one Super Bowl in his entire career. This dude who has all these MVPs, I thought that he was one of the, I thought, I used to call him the GOAT before Patrick Mahomes showed up. People don't want to talk about Brady. I was always saying Aaron Rodgers because if I, just because of everything he could do on the football, the throws, the accuracy, and the running ability was just second to none. But that dude's only won one championship. And why? And I've been saying this for a minute. He plays his most important games when the ball feels like a brick outside. He plays in the frozen tundra when the games matter most. Last time I checked, 
and the winter in New York ain't nothing to sneeze about either. It's cold up there. So now he's coming to another place a year older, coming off of a broken thumb. Everybody want to let me know. Oh, Aaron Rodgers had a broken thumb. That's why his accuracy was off. Man, y'all got to stop making these excuses for this dude. He was out there playing. He was out there playing. And if you watch that last game where they lost to the Detroit Lions at home, this ain't, this ain't it no more. This ain't it. A good, a, a, a good Aaron Rodgers could have won that game. Aaron Rodgers ain't ain't good like that no more and i know again i know zach wilson has set the bar so low y'all just want anything to come trust me i've been around niner fans all the time jimmy garoppolo set the bar at such an average space that when we got a little a purdy coming there and played just a tick better we act like he was joe montana jets fans listen to me now yes he will be better than Zach Wilson. Anybody would be better than Zach Wilson. But y'all would be better off trading, waiting. You don't have to do it this year. You don't have to do it this year's draft picks. Wait until the draft and go get Lamar Jackson. Get you a 26-year-old quarterback who can be in this division for the next 10 years because you are playing against Josh Allen twice a year. And you're going to be playing in inclement weather. Wouldn't it be nice to have the best running game in your division? Wherever Lamar Jackson goes, you instantly have the best running game in the, the NFL, period. When the weather is cold outside and everybody's snowing, wouldn't you rather be able to run the ball than have to throw it all over the place? Because Aaron Rodgers has proven he can't do that when it gets really cold. He's only won one Super Bowl. And the, the year he won the Super Bowl, 2007, guess what they were? They were a wild card team. He won all the games on the road. Won all the games on the road. Go get Lamar Jackson. Get a 26-year-old quarterback. Pay Hell, you're about to pay Aaron Rodgers $60 million. And hell, you'll probably have to redo, sign him to a new contract and give him like two years, give him a two-year deal. You're going to end up paying that dude 110. He's probably going to ask for another 50 next year. And then start holding you hostage like he was holding the Packers hostage. Jets fans, I'm just trying to tell y'all, save yourself the headache. Go get a young dude who will make you have the best running game in the league immediately and somebody that can battle Josh Allen for the next 10 years because Aaron Rodgers ain't it. And and and, and I've, I've heard somebody float around where they're trying to buy some time to give Zach Wilson a couple of years. Man, y'all gonna need to give Zach Wilson a lifetime because he is garbage. He ain't never, it's never going to be. It just ain't gonna happen. He can throw, yeah, 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 I, I, no. He ain't got the mindset. He don't got the mentality to be in this league. I first guessed that when I saw that dude at the draft around a bunch of black dudes, and he didn't even know if he could speak around those cats. Ain't no way he's telling them what to do in no huddle or locker room. Wrap it up, B. He's a rap. But, hey, what do I know? You know what I'm saying? What do I know? People calling me dumb. Hey, what? Just revisit the tweets next year. When y'all are eliminated, maybe a, you know you 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 might win a, a one playoff game. I don't even know about that because I still don't even think they're a better team than the Buffalo Bills. And hell, if Tua can come back without killing himself, are they better than the Dolphins? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if they're better than the Dolphins. Yeah, they won seven games with that defense and a terrible terrible quarterback. But you're banking on that defense being that great again. I just don't got them kind of high hopes. So, take what it's worth. 
You heard it here first. Reggie said, damn Aaron Rodgers, go get Lamar Jackson. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, what the hell are the Ravens doing now? Yeah, y'all see this this press conference they had, you know, and uh, Eric, I mean, Eric DaCosta and Jim Harbaugh, and they talking about the draft, and then people started bringing up Lamar Jackson. They said, don't talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, we don't want to talk about that right now. And then somebody asked them about the draft, and they said, yeah, we're going to look into quarterbacks in the first round. I mean, we got some on our top 31, so, I mean, we have to take a look at it. Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, that's common sense, right, uh, If on your board, these quarterbacks, but what are y'all doing? Are y'all trying to scare Lamar Jackson? You think this is scaring him into, oh, I'm going to sign this contract. They're going to draft a quarterback. Man, please. Y'all going to be in the same position you're at right now. You, so you're going to draft a quarterback. You got Lamar Jackson. He's going to show up in week 10, if anything, to get his $32 million. This, they've, just, they've just bungled this whole thing from start to finish. I don't understand it. I just don't understand. And it's, it's all about principle. Both of them. Lamar is doing this on principle, and the Ravens are doing this on principle, except for the Ravens are going to be terrible without Lamar Jackson. They're going to be terrible. Why are they doing this? I don't get it. I don't understand. But this is where we're at. We're going to see, and it could be up until draft day, because if I'm anybody trying to trade for Lamar Jackson, he's got a non-exclusive franchise tag. There is no market for him because why am I going to negotiate for the Ravens? I'll just wait. And especially I'll wait because if we use our draft pick, our first round draft pick now, this year in the draft, then the two draft picks we got to give Lamar are 2004, 2005. And guess what? When we got Lamar Jackson, we are no longer picking in the top 16, top 20. We're in the playoffs now. Now our draft picks are going to be you know, 20, if he goes to a good team, that's going to be the 25 to the 32nd pick. I'll give up two of those. That's <laughs> easy. So anybody talking about, hey, where's his market at? You, you, you wait till the draft is over. That's when we're going to start seeing things going because the Ravens are going to want to have people at the OTAs. They're going to have their mini camps and all that stuff. And they're going to want to have Lamar Jackson there. So the Ravens are going to either pay him or somebody's going to make a trade and get him over there where they can give up two first-round picks in the next two coming drafts. But, hey, man, NFL, boy, they are good at keeping our attention because we, we can't we ain't stop talking about this. They have been on the news in the front page every day, and they ain't nobody even playing football. Damn. It's like crack, man. I, I, I ain't never done crack, but, but you know what I'm saying. Back after the break. So, I hate even having to get on here and talk about this, but it's part of the news and it's part of what you know. It's what's in the cycle right now, and of course, it's the Angel Reese. Basically, it's, it's turned into just the Angel Reese show. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is about Angel Reese. What's going on? Uh, it initially started when LSU played against Iowa in the national championship game, women's college national championship game, which was dope. It was dope without. I guess I, I never really thought that Iowa was going to win this game. I mean, it. I watched this one. I watched this game. I had more excitement watching this game than I did watching the men's. Um, just because I knew who Clay, Caitlin Clark was. I knew that uh, that Mulkey was coaching uh, LSU. I knew about Angel Reese. I Not like I've been watching them all year, but I watched a couple of Caitlin Clark's games. I had seen her you know, on Center all year. They just showing this, this white girl just putting up all these 
bucket points, assists, rebounds. I was like, who the hell is this kid? And she looked like every little chick on my high school team when I was in high when I was in high school, uh, the women's team when I was in high school. I'm like, oh, this is this is nostalgic. She looks she looked just like all the girls back then. And but she's balling. And they got beat down. Okay, they got beat down. Now, now there was at one point in that game that I thought that LSU was going to lose this championship game. Uh, Caitlin Clark came in there and did her whole did her thing, put up I think thirty points. But she the thirty it was a it was a rough thirty, right? A rough thirty. And after the game, or not even after the game, it was during the game while the game was still going. It was like a minute or two left or whatever, right? Angel Reese walks by Caitlin Clark and she does the you can't see me gesture where she raves her hand in front of her face, all up in, not all up in Caitlin Clark's face, but in her vicinity, basically doing it to her because Caitlin Clark had been doing it earlier and throughout the season, basically telling people they can't see her, right? And they really couldn't until she ran up against LSU. Um... And then she showed, you know, she was flashing, putting, you know, pointing at her ring finger. She was walking backwards away from Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark didn't really engage. She just took it and, you know, went to the sideline, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Uh, And I knew immediately that was going to be a story, right? And, I mean, first of all, Angel Reese, but but from, from all the accounts that I've heard and seen, the clips of her, this is who she is. This is what she does. She a shit talker. And she chose this moment to be a shit talker when she didn't really need to, but... I mean, are we killing Dylan Brooks every day? Are we killing Steph? Steph is always clowning people and talking shit. I'm saying Larry Bird used to talk shit. Are we killing? No, but for for whatever reason, it turned into why would she do this to her? You know, she that was classless and yada yada yada. And it's it's just basically hell. Keith Oberman went off, called her, you know, called her a, a an asshole or something like that. What Caitlyn and and and, and I didn't want to even get into this because. I know what they're doing. This is this is just the playbook. These dudes are trolling, trying to get people to have a hot button issue about this. But we know what it is. It's the fact that it was a black girl doing it to the white girl when the white girl been doing it all year. And so everybody wants to make it a big deal and get on here. I'm not even touching that because that's whack and it's just tired. I don't have the energy for it. I know what, the, what they're trying to do with that. But what was ultra whack was... First Lady Jill Biden was at the game and then afterwards said that both teams should come to the White House because it was such a great game. And to that, I was like, yo, Joe, come get your wife, dog. Like, she is tripping. Okay, since when? And that kind of turned it into a powder keg of, oh, okay, so the white girl lost. Now we got to have the white girls come to the White House too because this LSU, which is largely a black squad, and Iowa is mainly all white squad with one, you know, mixed girl on the squad. Um, Jill, no, that was the worst thing to do. Worst thing to do. We just already had this whole thing with... (laughs) Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, where it's turning into a black versus white. And hell, the game was a black versus white because this is what we do in America. Whenever it's largely one thing, it just turns into, ooh, man, I'm going for these ones just because they look like me. And that's what people were doing. Except for me. Me and my wife was watching this game. I was just wanting to see the best game. I want to see Caitlin Clark go for 50. And I just want to see who was gonna who was gonna win because this game was exciting. And then it turned into all this political stuff. And it ain't even politically because these these women want to do that it's the country wants to turn it into this thing so jill biden comes out and says they should both be there and angel angel reese says oh that's a joke and then she goes on some other podcast she's like no we should go visit the obamas instead of going to the biden white house and she's clearly trolling 
right? I'm going to go to the black president house and kick it. Man, come on. And I guess they didn't let Jill Biden come into their locker room after the game. And at first they weren't going to go to the White House. And I don't know if that was the player's call or it was Kim Mulkey because Kim Mulkey is, uh, let's just say there's somebody who was just indicted last week and Kim Mulkey was voting for that dude. Okay. That, that's how Kim Mulkey gets down. So, yeah, she probably wasn't trying to have the Bidens up in the locker room and for her to be able to say, yeah, we didn't want them to come in here. I didn't let them come in. Yeah, probably uh, probably gives her a little flex in her little circle she runs in. And I'm glad that somebody got to Angel Reese and talked to her about this because she was on SportsCenter today or she was on First Take today, and I thought she was great. Um, she is super personable. Um, the endorsement should be flying her way. Pretty, pretty woman, dope, entertaining talker. Um, and she walked back to all the stuff she was talking about. Like, you know, we're going to go to the white house because, you know, I think it'd be dope for my teammates to go there. And, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, my team and, and the schools have my back. And I'm, you know, I, I just, I, I was a little emotional, glad that somebody got to her because this could have went all bad because people were championing her trying to fight the first lady basically telling her yeah tell them we don't need to do this and hey, you ain't wrong no she was totally wrong like yo we don't you know you don't, you don't need to take it to the we gonna go to the obamas and we don't need to go to the white house we good like nah no 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 they recanted the apology they they said they were sorry uh you know we were just trying to be in all fairness and of course it's man this is the the left playbook right the the, the woke left everybody's fair it's all fair everybody gets a trophy nah man see this is why the republicans they I mean they they ain't won the, the the presidency but this is why they always kicking our ass at every bill every legislation that's going on because they're ruthless they just no who won the winners come here not both of y'all we ain't giving trophies to everybody iowa got their ass kicked they don't get to come and I know we got elections coming up, and it is Iowa. So, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the Biden's trying to get, you know, trying to win a little bit of Iowa. It was any of that. But no, man, I'm glad that, you know, they apologized. They took it, they walked it back. Angel Reese accepted eventually and said, yo, we're good. We will come there and we'll do this and yada, yada, yada. Just didn't need to happen. But it put some, it put some shine on the women's game. Like, and we don't need, here's the thing. They were talking trash. Like, this is what happens on every basketball court in the world. I don't know if any of y'all have ever actually played with some women at the gym. I've been on teams where we're the gym and somebody got to guard the girl who keeps busting everybody ass. It happens. And that girl is giving you the business on the court and she is in your face about it. I've seen it. I've seen it. So why do we expect them not to do it when they play amongst each other? This is what they, this is, it's competitive and it's fun, right? Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese been going at this for years. Why not let them carry it out and bring it to the game? It brings more fans. It's just fun to see people entertain it and just having a good time and competing and talking trash because that's what we all do. Don't matter if it's women or men, like let everybody just do what the hell they want to do, right? As long as they ain't hurting nobody. Who was hurt by her doing Caitlin Clark's gesture to her? Why that hurt you? It didn't. Y'all just want to have something to say about everything, man. Just let it go and let's just enjoy this thing. I mean, and me for one, I can't wait for next season. I'm gonna start watching. I'm gonna start watching more women's basketball because that that shit was fun. 
it's a totally different game than I remember when I was in high school watching. I mean, when I was last time I watched was with Candace Parker was was uh, was with Tennessee. I have I just started watching because I saw Clayton Clark balling. I remember I, I started watching when Don Staley took over for uh, South Carolina a couple years ago. I remember she won the women's championship. But yeah, man, women's college basketball is is coming up. They have the highest ratings they've ever had. It is it's it's coming up and. For her sake, Caitlin Clark, if you listen to this, which you should be because, you know, this podcast is dope, uh, you might want to hit that portal transfer, the transfer portal, right? Uh, UCLA, USC. Can you imagine Caitlin Clark coming to L.A.? She's already a star. Get her in L.A.? Talking trash? The Man, Hollywood. I'm giving away free game here, yo. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the show, engineering, producing. Thank you so much. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, share it. Make sure you find us wherever you know you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, TuneIn, uh, SoundCloud, all that good stuff, Google, but mainly the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Check us out. Tell a friend, share. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.